This is Craig from the Res, and you're listening to Radio Brendo Man with Captain Phil Vecchio. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we had quite the adventure yeah. on Saturday. Big one. We went up to Ventura because I got for your birthday. I always, I've since you're the guy that has everything and your wife buys you all the video games you want, <laughs> I have to be a little bit more creative with my gifts. Yeah. And so usually for your birthday, I will get you an experience. Which I love, which like is fantastic. Like we've gone to Marin, we've done some cool stuff. Yeah. Gone to, we did that Frank Black thing yep. one year. Done other things. Lots of good ones. And this one was like up there with the greats. Well, because my, originally, and this has been in for like the past year, I just assumed we would be, as soon as I knew Brian Wilson was doing a second LA show, I'm like, well, we'll do that. But the tickets, since it was at Pantages. Yeah. Um, and it's smaller than the Hollywood Bowl. Um, the tickets sold out way fast. And the StubHub prices are pretty nutsos. And I think to the point where I think if I did, and I was going to do it anyway, but I think you would be, like, angry with me <laughs> if I spent that much money on those. Yeah, but what you did so is, like, super rad. The second, what actually ended up, so what? what so I'm looking, I'm just, like, I'm, I went on a bunch of websites, and I'm just looking at upcoming shows and just randomly I saw that it was um, MXPX was doing a 25th anniversary tour. And the surprising thing, though, was opening for them on the tour was a band that we saw many times back in the day and who haven't. They've been inactive for the last, I think they said, 15, 15 years. years. Dogwood. Uh-huh. And then also Five Iron Frenzy. So three bands that you're already large big fan of yep, mxpx all. probably up there in the all-time faves yeah definitely i mean it probably goes in order of the show like lineup um and but you know i was excited to see them all obviously but yeah but yeah mxpx and mxpx they tour pretty regularly but they and they play around here sometimes yeah but you just don't get to go to shows that much right like they played like three shows at the observatory but also some of their shows like the ones at those observatories sold out really sell quickly out, yeah because they played with five iron i want to say last year yeah and i yeah like it was sold out so trying to, to go let alone finding the time to go but right. just getting tickets is hard and this one i think because they were playing in ventura which is a little bit out of the way it didn't sell out immediately right and so I'm like, well, we can do that. That'll be fun. We'll go out for a day. And I already knew about, like, Ventura had some cool, like, stuff to go see. Like, yeah. they had, like, so I'll talk about it a little bit. I'll talk about the specifics. But um we went, we had fish tacos at this famous fish taco place. Oh, so good. Well, we had best, a burrito, like seafood burrito is what we had. Yeah. Um, But holy crap. And then uh we went to a used bookstore and we went to, they have a really big record store called Souser's. So what we're going to start with on this episode is we'll get into the concert and other things later. But what we want to start the show with is Souser's has a thing 
they have these grab bags for they had they had forty fives. Yeah, forty. They had regular vinyl records, and you basically it was like I think it was like what was it like twenty forty fives? Yeah, I think it was twenty, and it was like three ninety nine for the forty fives. It was four ninety nine for, for the vinyl, inches, and then, and then five ninety nine for thirty CDs, and, and it's, it's wrapped up. You don't know bag. what's in it. It says mystery grab bag. The guys at the CDs. cash register kind of laugh. He's like, oh, you already sold one of those, huh? We just made those up. So I'm, I couldn't resist. Okay, so Phil bought one. He's like, we can open it on the show. And I have now made a wager. Yes. If there is more than one CD, and you have to be truthful. I will, of course. And I, I will. will know. Of course. I feel like I know you well You'll enough know. that I'll know. know. If there is more than one CD that you're going to keep, I will give you the dollar that's been sitting on this. It's on my fiddle pile. Fill pile. All right. So we're going to open it up. We're going to go through each CD. I think it's going to be garbage. It's probably going to be garbage, but man, I could not resist. Look at that. It's beautiful. If you're watching on YouTube, you can. It just says mystery grab bag, 30 mixed genre CDs for only $5.99, all sales final, which everything in their store had that because as we call it, it's the. It's the preventing the rip and return, yes. which is definitely has to be a like a the bane of music stores now. Oh yeah, because you know people do that. Oh yeah. All right, I'm gonna open it from the bottom here. That seems to be the easiest way. Here <laughs> okay. we go. Are we I want to see what's right on top here. All right, first thing we've got is Broadway Classics, the original Broadway cast of Follies. Yeah. Oh my god. With music by Steven Sondheim. You're not keeping that. I am not keeping that. No. Come on. I have to be honest. There is no way in the world. You have to be 100% that. honest. I have to say, too, the logic was it would be fun to open, and then all I have to do is make $5.99 back on eBay to make it, like, break even. It might be tough to do that. We, we shall see. I should give you the dollar if you are able to do that. That's what it should have been. Spectacular. Music from the Nickelodeon original movie? What? <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Definitely probably won't be keeping that you one. Can give it to your sisters, maybe. possible. That, that doesn't count. It was a dollar. No, it doesn't count. These, these are all dollars. dollars. These, are, dollar ones, yeah. these are from their dollar bin. This is stuff they couldn't sell from the dollar the bin. soundtrack for Guilty by Suspicion? I think I saw that movie. With Robert De Niro? Yeah, I've seen that movie. Interesting. Is there any actual songs on it? Yeah, Louis Armstrong, Nat King Cole, Billie Holiday. Oh, you don't want that. I'm not going to keep that, but that's interesting. Okay. All right. What else we got here? We're still at zero. Top Squad presents 1978 featuring, so what is this, all bands from 1978? This one is sealed. It's probably sound-alikes. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like covers. It's all covers. I want to be sedated. They're by called Rydell the Pop High. Squad. I, I can't have you. Let's see. No, it's like a compilation of different covers, I think. Okay. Because look, like, We Will Rock You by Random. Okay. Surrender by Bell Academy. This, I don't know. I'm I don't curious. Know I'd be curious to listen to it. Are you keeping this? I doubt it's one that I would just plain old keep. Okay. I've never, oh, Roxanne by Supremium. <laughs> by Supremium. I've never heard of any of these bands on yeah. here, so probably not. Although I might listen to it just to see. Okay. All right. Gene Loves Jezebel, Kiss of Life. I don't know if I've heard of that band. It's on Geffen Records. Gene Loves Jezebel. I'm going to yeah, say nope. Probably not. I mean, who Are do you going to listen to it? I, I might listen to a couple to see if it's any good. Oh, here's one I actually own. Does that count? I don't that think it counts because I already have it. What is but it? It's embodiment. 
Um, they oh, were on Tooth uh-oh. and Nail for a while. Oh, now uh, I don't know. <laughs> might be getting your If dollar. there's more of these. But I definitely own this But already. you would have kept it. I would have kept it so if we're I didn't still, have it. No. So it's still zero. We're still zero. This, this could be bad. Again, more than one equals yeah. still gets the dollar. They were on Tooth and Nail. But if this is what indicating, this might be a bad sign. Ellery lying awake. Looks like a girl and a guy. That looks like it might listen yeah, to it. I like the artwork. But I, I won't even count it if it's one that I would have to listen to to see. Just, okay. I'll just count it if it's one. Just right off the bat. It has to be I'm right off the yeah, bat. Because who knows? But that seems interesting. It that does, looks like promising. It's cool artwork and it looks like a, yeah. Like it's a like your guy. own little dollar bin right it is. here. It's fantastic. What else we got? Kathy Fink and Marcy Markser. It's pocket like a, full of stardust. It's a little kid. On yeah no yeah and it's like I two ladies. I don't think so. this could be gold comedy this gold though. Looks like the ladies. That looks that like they an SNL sketch. Yeah, like yeah. the two ladies on the bookstore. That looks like it might be comedy gold. Deep blue something home. I know that band. They I'll had a one hit wonder. And I'll tell you how I know them. They're always in the dollar bin. Yeah. This CD is always in the. That's dollar That's a bin. common dollar bin. If there's a Schubert dip in here, I will love it. Love Buzz. Love Buzz. By the Matter Gendy. The Matter Gendy. Oh, Mater Gendy collection. Spoon fed. Recorded in what? I have no idea what that is. Cock opera. That says <laughs> cock opera. They're, Produced by Love Buzz. This says cock opera. I'm so confused. What is this? I'm going to say that's probably one I'm not going to keep. The words cock opera are on the back of it. Cinderella R357. Tadashi Namba. What the heck is that? I have no idea. This is again like we're we're at garbage no level. This is just nonsense now. 180 degrees, no superstar. Mm. By 180. Is that like flight 180? I don't know. Is it? Could it be? No. It's no superstar. 180. No, 180. Is it? Oh my gosh! I have to see. Is it them? It no, might. it's not. I don't know. Let me see. Where's no. that? Jimmy Lewis. It's a Christian band. It's like a worship one, but where is it? Here we go. Eric Corbett, Dan. Amber Sweeney. I don't know. Where's the... Oh, no. The band is No Superstar. Uh, okay. All have right. you ever heard of them? I have not. So is this a no? Uh, it's one that I'm going to listen to. Yeah, but no. Come on. Uh, but I won't. I won't give it credit right out of the bat. Because it could be real terrible. It looks pretty terrible. It looks terrible. Um, it is, uh, it's got like a bunch of like worship songs on it. <laughs> you never know. It could be interesting. Twyla Paris, Where I Stand. <laughs> not one I own, not one I'm going to keep, but it's interesting the number of Christian CDs that wound up in this one. I keep forgetting that that's, that's, that's where why. I find all my stuff. <laughs> Premlata, The Vine of Love. No information whatsoever, but that's still sealed. Probably not. Barbara Streisand collection. Of course. Wouldn't be complete without Barbara Streisand. You got a Barbara. I got a Barbara. You know this is legit now. I got Barbara. You're keeping the Barbara? I'm probably not keeping the Barbara. Sierra. Oh, another Christian band. Uh, I've seen them. I've seen them. I'm not going to keep that one either, but um, interesting. Michael Feinstein. Songs by the Gershwins. Nice work if you can get it. See, I was almost on the ball with there's some like almost classical cowboys, cowboys for, Jesus, for Jesus, the Flying Wranglers. 
That's funny. I wonder if like there's any people that I know on that. I'm not gonna look into it now. You gonna keep it? I uh, probably not, but you never know. All right. But I, I won't. I won't take credit for it's it still yet. At zero. This is what is this even called? The Thin Silver Record FM 1960. What the heck is that? Well, it's like a demo. It's a demo. Yeah, from 2000. Probably not gonna keep it right off. But but you never with these those demos those can be, be gold. gold. You never know. I think you're gonna find some fun stuff. Walayla, unbearable love. Three ladies like dancing on the beach around a fire. Nobody's buying these. Probably not. Probably yeah, you're gonna not. be able to sell these. Wet, wet, wet. Part you're not one. getting your five ninety nine back. It, it might be tough too. I should have given you the dollar if you were able to get more than five ninety nine back. Madonna, ray of light. Okay. I actually own that CD. That's actually one that I will probably keep on, at least on Janelle's behalf. Okay, well, she probably has it. I guarantee you she has it. It's possible. That's like her, like, that's a really good one. Yeah, but she only has, like, Because that's when she kind of went electronic. Yeah, no, it's great. It's got this it's one great, that has, It's got the really good songs on it. Is this one that has music or is that the other one? No, that's later. That's later, too. Okay. But this stuff is really but good. But I know Ray of Light. Yeah, it's got, like, Ray of Light and some of her other songs. All right, so I'm going to say, I'm going to give that to that's you. one. We're a one. Oh, here's music right here. Oh, crap. I, I mean, you I'll definitely be keeping that right there. So that's two. You did it. Because you got two Madonna CDs. Watermark. What is that? Um... I don't know if I actually like them or not, but they're, uh, it's another, they were on like, uh, Rocket Town Records. So what are we, it's a husband and wife thing. Keeping it? I will have to listen to it to see, so, so I can't say for sure, but well, it's we're still at two. Probably. You got the dollar. You did it. Mark Wills permanently. That guy looks great. That's a good goatee. That looks like a vanity project. Produced by Carson Chamberlain. Yep. I, oh, it's on Universal Music. Kudos. Clyde Wren, Long Day's Journey Into Night. It's that old basketball. I feel like they put those Madonna CDs because they're they so at the you, top of one of them. Yeah, they were kind so of. So that was like, they, they they probably stick in like, so people don't get super so, upset. Right. And they keep buying them. Because I'm almost at the point where I would buy another right, one of these. that's kind of some good stuff. And a lot of, and then like a good mix of like goofy stuff. Right. But, and there's also like, I would have bought, I've bought that embodiment album before. Uh, the open statues. And it's import. It is. The artwork looks kind of cool on this. I can't say for sure I keep it, but I definitely will look into that. Here on Earth, music from the motion picture. That is a Lili Sobieski movie. Oh yeah, and which, uh, and um, what's his face? And what's his other? And face? the guy that's probably the dad of Katie Holmes's kid for reals. Well, it's got a sixpence song on it. Oh yeah, you might keep that. Uh, if it's a sixpence song that's not on something else, I definitely will. Oh, there's two sixpence songs. That's a constant thing that Jensen Carp brings up is what happened to Lily Sobieski. Huh. Because she did just kind of disappear. Uh, what's his name? Josh. That is Josh Hartnett. Hartnett. And that is. The American Pie dude. Yeah, Katie Holmes is the guy who's probably Surrey Cruz's biological dad. Oh. You heard it from me, people. Oh, now this one looks like it might be weird gold. Anthony Newman's Keyboard Companion. What? Being a listener's guide to the performance and forms of keyboard music from the Baroque Okay, that's a Phil Keep record just because it's, just so, it's goofy. so goofy. I don't know. Although it like, looks like it might just be like classical music in reality. But why is it Companion? I don't know. Does I, he talk about it? I will definitely be checking that out anyway. All right, two more. Sting. Is that the real Sting? It doesn't even look like him. Yeah. 
It doesn't look like him. Yeah, it's him. Look, it's his young Sting. Oh, it's like really young Sting. It's the dream of the blue turtles. Huh. Might keep that like one. Sting? Who doesn't like Sting? I don't know. I started listening to his new album. It Not so good. Sucked. Well, yeah, but this one is from 1985. Mm. What songs are on there? If You Love Somebody, Set Them Free. I don't recognize any of the song titles. I don't think it's the same Sting. It's the same thing. A and M Records, Sting. That's it's, definitely him. It doesn't look like him. It's him. Let me see this. Look at look at closely. It's definitely him. Okay, you're right. I've just never heard of these songs. All right, here's the last one. I have sure. never heard of any of these songs. I the neither. Dream of the Blue Turtles. It's 1985. Fortress around your heart. Yeah, but think about it. That was like right in the height of Sting. I know. I've never heard of any of these songs. See, it's cool. Love is the seventh wave. Maybe it's like some weird, like not his real music. Ver- like that's him. There's no question. Look at him. No, you're right. It's just weird. I've never heard of A and M Records. Wouldn't have put out another album by a guy named Sting that's not Sting. I've just never heard these songs. It's got all the lyrics. Oh yeah, that's him. He's doing totally goofy Sting. Sting stuff. He's like doing yoga poses. Now, a fun thing about Sting, he was the lead singer of the band The Police. I knew that. <laughs> I'm not Steve. You can't make me upset. All right, here's the last one here. It's a band called Sugar, and the album is Copper Blue. I don't know about that. I don't know. I have no well, idea. you broke the one, so you get the dollar. All right, I get the dollar. Don't forget the your stickers also. I got my stickers. Got the dollar. I don't know. I might have a hard time Take getting my trash. six bucks back, though. Well, you already got a dollar. I got a dollar back. Now I'm gonna make five bucks back. I would. So you did. You got. You. We ended up. The final total was two. Two with a Maybe few potentials. Three. Yeah. There's a few that it's still not bad. No, I mean, and there's. I wouldn't be surprised if I keep one or two others out of it. But two of them for sure. Oh, Rosie the Rose liked our face Twitter post. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, can you turn off the heater? Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. You can probably hear it now. My heater just turned on. At least it's working now. Yeah, it's been working. It's been working real good. It gets real hot. So what else did we do? We we did the CD thing. Oh, yeah. So we, okay, so Ventura, just to start with, we went to Spencer McKenzie's. If you're ever in Ventura, holy crap. So I had read that there's seafood burrito and you have to order a Brooklyn style. We didn't know what that was. And it turns out they, so they're famous for their sauces. Yeah, they have all these. They make their sauces. own sauces. And if you order a Brooklyn style, they put the spicy sweet chili. And as you said, it's like, it tastes like spicy sweet chili Doritos. Oh yeah, it does. It's like liquid form of those chili Doritos. And man, was it good. And they have a really hot habanero yeah. one. They had a green, and then just their salsa for yeah, the that chips. that green salsa was amazing. And then these seafood burritos, man. There's like shrimp and fish. Yeah. And and they also have like shrimp tacos, fish tacos that they're world famous. And and then they also have like fish and chips. It's like a seafood yeah. place. It was really, really good. It was Definitely so good. Free refills on drinks. Definitely a hot spot. Yeah. You can sit inside or outside. We sat outside. We got there kind of early, and by the time we were done ordering, the line it was like was like the dinner like rush had started, yeah. and it got pretty nutso. Yep. And it was awesome, and I would definitely go back there. And then, like, I had looked up ahead of time some stores. 
So we went to first one we went to was called we walked there from Spencer McKenzie's and it was called Bank of Books and holy oh, crap. It first of all, huge. one of, so there is these two old dudes. One of them had like a voice box thing and yeah. that was all that's always kind of interesting and he's yeah. just like hey, he Hello. Yeah, which I don't want to make fun of somebody's disability but no. Um, but so, he had some funny. But he stuff, was though. funny. He had a sense of humor about it, and he well, was a funny the one, guy. The other guy comes up to me. Oh, yeah. He's like, "Oh and hey." The other guy like is Tommy Chong. Oh yeah, he's like, "Hey man, hey, hey, hey man, hey, hey like, Dan, hey, Dennis, Dan, right? Dan, hey, Dan, how you doing?" Like, no, he's like, he's like oh, I'm hey. forgetting your name, man." And I was like, "Yeah, I've never been here before." And he's like, "Oh." Just you look like my buddy Dennis, man. He's great. He's like, I'm Phil. I was like, yeah, I'm Phil. And then the dude with the voice like, you, you look, look like, like Phil. Phil. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, man, I know, but my my buddy Dennis from Fillmore, like, you look a lot like him. And I was like, well, I look like Phil more. And the guy's like, ha ha ha, this guy's great, you know. And he's like, yeah, man, I like your sense of humor, man. You're great, oh, dude. And then. And then that was when he's like, oh, you guys like books, huh? Well, we got a hole downstairs. And then that's when we saw the downstairs. Which is like twice and then as big as upstairs. we went in the downstairs. And then at one point, Phil's like, dude, there's another room in here. Yeah, like multiple <laughs> other rooms. Like, it's just like, it was like a labyrinth. We, I thought we were only, we ended up spending a huge chunk of time, but yeah. we would have been there all night. I, I could have just moved. I didn't even get to look at close to everything they had. Because you did buy several supernatural children's books because their entire children's section was basically all supernatural like, children's books. books. It was nuts. I still don't and understand. This book, like you go into this place and you were like the way it looks at first, you're like, Oh, this is going to be just chaos. Yeah. Cause it's huge. It's and they just have books. Floor to ceiling, except everything's in alphabetical order. Like everything. And it's by section. And everything is in meticulous order. And it's super easy to find stuff. And, yeah. like, you even found some William Goldman books. Yeah. Oh, and we found, because then downstairs is mostly vintage paperbacks. And we found the goofiest Princess Bride cover. Oh, my you should, gosh. You've got to post that in the I Radio Brenner Man group. I snapped a picture it's of it. It's the goofiest. Like, it's like Princess Buttercup is, like, naked on the cover. And it looks like a weird, like, it's like a weird Anthony or something. Yeah, like it looks like a fantasy weird artwork. fantasy artwork. It's super like, 70s. They are reading a different version of this it's book It's, like, the goofiest thing. Yeah. Um, and then they had tons of vinyl records, VHS tapes, a whole... Cassette tapes. Like, so many books. So many. We only got it. I feel like we only skimmed the surface of the oh, books. just barely. Because, again, that whole downstairs yeah. was, like, even bigger than the other rest of the store. And it was all dark when we got down, but then different sections have, like, motion sensor lights that yeah. like pop on as we were walking around. and It was crazy. Just nuts. So Bank so cool. of Books. And they have a website, bankofbooks.com. And let me tell you, if you've been looking for some rare book or something, They've they have this it. form on this website. Just fill it out because they either they have it or they will find it for you. Because I also found out if you go on their website, so they have that store. And then apparently they have a warehouse somewhere oh with gosh. over a million books in the warehouse. Oh, my God. Well, I believe it. I mean, they had so much. That's got to be how they stay in business then is doing that kind of stuff. That because, sheer volume. Well, because I picked out like. Well, then he even cut you a deal yeah, on top of their already. Like eight books or something. Yeah, it's really good prices. And, like the price, the, the price listed, it would have been like 15 bucks and he gave it to me for like 10. Yeah. So plus he got a kick out of you. Well, this, I think this he Tommy thought, yeah. Chong guy. He was because hilarious. I played a lot. I, I I dealt back some comedy with him, and but we had a good time there. Yeah. It was awesome. And then 
So first we tried to go to this record store called Grady's, and it turns out Grady closes up his shop at 6 o'clock. Yeah, which is which a little is early like, for a record store. Seems early. Without eating his oats. But, uh, oats. but I, so instead we went to the next place on my list, which was Salzer's, and that ended up being just a bonanza. Yeah. Because in addition to this, I got... It was just a huge store. Their whole second floor is like a more... They have like clothes. There's a smoke shop. There's like joke... They had a lot of poo stuff. Yeah, a lot of they poo fake stuff. poo, poo balloon, poo mugs, oh, poo it? socks. Poo birds. Yeah. Like love... It's love, love bird, bird, but it was love poos. Love poos. Love poos. It's the weirdest. Yeah. But then downstairs is vinyl, CDs. They had like old Nickelodeon arcade machines, penny oh, arcade. That, the they penny had one. one. They had a penny. See yourself. As others As see others you. see you, and you put a penny in, and then it's just this light-up diorama of a donkey. Yeah, that's it. I put a penny in. It was the best penny <laughs> I ever spent. it's just a plastic donkey. Yeah. It's the And we both got thing. the look on my It's penny, really so, funny. Yeah. Um, then they had like a fortune telling, and you can, those are for sale. Like it's, yeah. And then they have like just all kinds of, tons of vinyl, tons of C's, old, they had a soda section, they had sodas, they had like cheer wine and stuff, they had candies, they had, it was like you're running like well, everything. And their dollar sections, like I didn't even get to touch on. Well, because they had, all their vinyl is neat, very neatly organized. Their dollars like are on these drawers underneath the like new vinyl. Yeah. So as soon as you started finding the drawers and then towards the end, you found the dollar CD bin. And I wound up getting like, I think I got like five or six 12 inch records. I got a seven inch record. They had, and a, few an, CDs they had too. a pretty great seven inch selection. Yeah. I got a Daniel seven, seven inch, inch seven right inch. off the bat. Just immediately. Yeah. They had a lot of stuff. We could have been there all day. Yep, and then easily. we looked across the street, and they have a full-on separate video store that when I looked on their website, which you can check out, Salzers, S-A-L-Z-E-R-S.com. They have a link to it, too. They have a full-on working video store. Ventura, yeah. man. I, I really like Ventura. It was really it was down cool. They're crosswalk friendly. Scary. They're, yeah, they're, they don't have – there's a lot of places where there should be stoplights, and there aren't. And the crosswalk talks, and it says, be careful, cars may not stop. Yeah. I'm like, why am I at a crosswalk for then? Um, someone randomly just said hi to you on the street. Yeah, they're friendly. Friendly people, good food. Because it's a nice, like, it's a beach. It's an upscale beach community. Yeah. Definitely not, like, Malibu-level upscale, but approaching. No, but nice. But, like, a lot of, you know, fun. And, like, this, and then this venue we went to, oh, holy crap. Amazing. It's the majestic... It's the Ventura, the Majestic Ventura Theater. You can go VenturaTheater.net is their website. And it's like an old theater that they seem like they fixed up a little yeah. bit. The sound and was great. Sound was great. Free parking. Yep. Um, and easily the, free parking. The friendly yeah, we walked, like, what, a block? staff was friendly. Security was friendly. Yeah. Um, they, they use ticket flies so that you don't have those outrageous Ticketmaster fees. Uh, My favorite part about it, though, was the way that it was laid out. There's different tiers. There's tiers. And we were in a tier right above the, the like, mosh pit tier. Yeah. So you could still – you felt like you were right in there, but you were above – It was and it could right. see and it over – Right, like it was, like, on the same level as the stage. So it was yeah. like we were in the front row almost. It was great. And we actually just randomly met up with some of our college friends. Yeah. Like, it was funny because, like – because it, it was our friends Andrea, Liz, and Sam. And I actually – went to a bunch of shows in college with them and they came to all of our shows yeah. and they actually had, they were great admirers of you and Matt. <laughs> they had a Phil Vecchio wall. 
yes. in their dorm room. Uh, so I understand. I heard about this. They were big fans of you. Um, and they said they were talking about us, like, when they were driving to well, the show. Well, because we were well, saying, like, I wonder who we're going to see right. there. And sure enough, as soon as we walk up, there they were. Go back, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, because, like, they, we went to a lot of shows with them, and they went to our shows, and so yeah. it was fun. It was, like, a was cool. total, we hung out with them the whole total night. time warp with MXPX and Five Iron, and especially Dogwood. And then, like, friends from college there. It yeah. Was just, it was cool. It was a cool yeah, night. Yeah, and MXPX was great. They played a great mix of old stuff, new stuff. Oh, they played everything. I was talking to my brother. And they were, like, on. Like, they, because they, you could tell, like, they've been playing pretty much nonstop for 25 years. And they said they're so solid. And, like, and they play for a long, they played for, like, over an hour. Yeah. And they did a perfect blend of new stuff and old. That's not easy to do, especially in getting older. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know how Yuri keeps up with those, the drums, because, like, that's, that's intense. intense. And, like, the, Things in the front got pretty nutsos, and I was just, was going yeah, crazy. I was like, people were stage diving and yeah. floating. It was and I'm, crazy. I'm definitely too old to mosh. You know, I considered it a few times because it was like, but then I'm like, I don't want to go to the hospital. Plus, like, there was you never know. smells wafting out of there. Yeah, and also people like we're at the sweaty. age where like your people, I've always I keep hearing about friends, their bats going out and all that stuff, and like I don't want to. <laughs> I would have done it if I didn't, if we didn't have to drive like an hour and a half home or two hours in like a car and be all stinky. Cause imagine that. There was a guy with his shirt off shirt, and that's which, gross. There's always one of those guys. And then you rub your hand against it and then I'm driving home in your slimed. car all night. I don't want to do that. Get slimed by sweaty guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So we stayed up above and it was great. It was perfect. A lot of fun. So thank you for my birthday present. Yeah. And gosh, I'm so, and they played a bunch of like, Oh, old. Well, I asked my brother and I was talking to him, like, dude, they played them all. Like, name a, name a song you like. I bet they played it. And he's like, naming them off. Like, yep, played that, played that. He's even like, moved to Bremerton. I'm like, yep, played that. That's like one. one of the first songs yeah. they played. They played them all. Yeah. All the hits. It was great. And it was, cause those, that's a band we've been listening to since high school. Since, yeah. That first album came out. Yeah. 1994, I think. Yeah. So yeah. Cause I remember seeing them with Dogwood, like my freshman year of high school. And, the first time I ever saw them was actually because I saw them. I went. I remember going out to like they would play at like churches and stuff. But the first time I saw them was at a Soma show. It was Dogwood, MXPX, and then No Effects. And MXPX actually ended up like putting out records on Fat Records yeah. later on, yeah, and stuff. But they were definitely a huge part of the punk scene. Oh yeah, just like and especially in San Diego because Dogwood's from San Diego. And I think like MXPX became friends with them and like they would, so they came down there a lot. Like, cause Washington all the way down, but they play, I feel like they played in San Diego. Like, well, they did a lot of like wet. To the point where for a while I didn't know they were from Washington. I, I thought they were from San Diego because <laughs> they played down there like a lot. And, and then we saw them a ton up in like Orange County. And, and it was stuff cool. Too. Yeah. I mean, they played a lot. And then it was cool also. They brought up like a guy from the band Watashiwa who like we, were we had talking about well, they them. played at Biola when they were like junior high like young kids yeah. they played at Biola like you booked a show yep. with them they got a and, lot better um and we even joked about it yeah well we were talking about it right beforehand which is crazy and then he's like oh there's yeah um yeah super great and then like the producer of one of their albums came out and was like telling stories about their yeah recording people i mean that was like one of their chick magnets one of their more famous yeah. songs yeah and i mean i feel like 
We talk about a lot of bands probably people don't know, but people, I think a lot of people... Old Restless joked when he said MXPX is this from 1997. Yeah. It's like, have you listened to our show? That's all we talk about is old stuff. And it's always fun going to shows because it definitely... The most nostalgic I get is like right after a show. Yeah. And like, and then I want to go to more shows and do shows yep. and listen to more music and just... But like, there's something about that. Like, as soon as they started playing... I'm 15 again. I'm like, yeah. And it's like, I'm not even joked around. I'm like, all right, now we got to get back in the car and time to get in the time machine, go back to the real world. It's all, yeah. Oh, but it, oh, it just makes you feel like, okay, we can do stuff. It's, we're going to make stuff yeah. happen. It's great. You're young again. You're indestructible. It feels good. Feels yep. good. It's good stuff. Love going to shows. And I got and, some seven inches from them after the show yeah. too. Well, that was cool. You got ones you've been looking for yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Not a lot of CDs and merch tables these days. There were not any. The only CD was Dogwood had like a compilation CD they were on. That was mm-hmm. it. Nobody had any other albums. They all had vinyl. Well, I yeah. don't know if Dogwood had anything, but, but Five Iron, Five Iron, Iron had and MXK had vinyl. And that was it. And t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's weird times. But I bought I bought vinyl from them, so it was cool. But that was a fun show. Yeah, I want to go to trip. more shows. Good trip. I'm gonna go to Ventura more because Ventura was cool. We're gonna go back to those trip. stores. Oh my gosh! So I'm still on the hunt for open mics. Yeah, no more luck. Well, I mean, there's this one out in Riverside, but like it's like kind of late, and okay. like I don't want to be out super late Mid-week. on a weekday. Yeah, that's the other problem. And then uh, there's that one I found that's like pay to play, and I'm not doing that. Yeah, but we'll see. I'll find something. It's only a dollar a minute. That means it's three dollars. Still, to the do. Princi- it's the principle it is of the it. principle. But I'm and just then, saying, like, what is it? I might go scope it out once, maybe. I don't know. It's just if I go there and it's all comedians and you're paying, and it just seems that just seems kind of dumb. Yeah. What if you did it and like that's where so and so, this awesome comedian booker guy, goes? It's not going to happen. Probably not. Not maybe if I go out to Ontario, like at the Improv or something, but out. Their open mic is like super late on a weekday. Yeah. Which is again, if I lived in Hollywood, yeah, I'd be out there doing stuff. And maybe during the summer, I'll go stay out there for a while. Yeah, that'd be do cool. It. And like, you know, we'll see. We'll see which what Tom happens. I are going to get our act but together. But if you guys get your act together, I'll go do, we'll do the local. I'm already, I've already got a set I can do for that. I already wrote it or out. Try to get like two songs together. That's good there for go. an open mic, you know. Yeah, most open mics. I was looking at because like the Redlands, there's a bunch of music open mic in Redlands, and most of them it's like three songs. Yeah, that's perfect. So, like, but my brother was talking about how at those mix mics, you usually get more minutes as a comedian since they do three songs. Like they'll give oh, comedian true. like eight minutes. Uh, it could be good or bad, depending on... Oh, I can... See, for me, I'm not one of those comedians that's like, oh, I got to do 10, I got to do 12. I could probably do an hour, no problem, right now. I don't think anyone that listens to our show would doubt that. Because, um, But for a lot of comedians, that's a big deal. Because my brother says, like, a lot of these open mic guys, like, this is all they'll do. They won't do more just because they don't have any more. And a lot of those... Because I was asking them, like... Because just that week, I saw guys do the same sets, like, over and over. And that's... Right. I'm like... Well, that's what, that's probably, and he's like, some of these guys have been doing that same set for like years, and that's the only set they do. And I'm like, what do they think is going to happen? And he's like, Weird. I don't know. And like, huh. 
and like they don't even change up there. And he's like, you already were better than some of those guys because just in the four mics that you did, you did different material. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you notice some of those guys don't change any of their material. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, but that's just this one. I was like, no, I've heard that one. Like, he's like, see that guy? And you, you know his jokes? I'm like, yeah, I did this. this. He's like, he's been doing that for four years. <laughs> I mean, I hope they were like really finely tuned. They're pretty fine tuned, but some of them are just like, I don't know. Like, I'm, maybe that's just, and, I don't know. But like, so maybe I. Comedy's a weird world. It is. It is. It's a whole different thing. Watching like comedy documentaries, I go, it makes me like, I don't think I could. Did you watch that I Am Road comic one with Wayne Fetterman? And he's like talking about his last per minute and all this stuff. No, I did not it's, watch that one. You should yet. definitely watch, watch it. It's real good. Cause it's also got Marin and stuff. And, um, but it's mostly them following around Wayne on tour. Huh. And, I, I've watched a few. I've not watched that. Um, but yeah, like, but I'm like, I think I could do an hour like right now. Like, I think I could. I really do. Cause especially the way that my type of, cause I'm not like a like joke joke. Right. It's like I'm a lot of off the cuff stuff. And as you can see again, doing this show, like I could definitely do that. You definitely have no problem talking that long. And I just have to come up with a few like long form stuff. And then some transitions, and I'm pretty sure I could do, like, an hour, like, right now. Like, if you said, Brendan, you're going to do an hour tomorrow, I'm pretty sure I could do it. And I think I would feel, like, confident in doing that. I don't doubt it. So maybe I should pursue that more. But then it's like, I have a great career, great job, and... Yeah, but it doesn't mean you can't, like, yeah, but dabble. I, that, uh, but, like, it's hard because, like, staying out late yeah. and all that other stuff. Summertime breaks. Summertime. We'll see what happens. Well, at very I least, also don't want to get like my hopes up and everything. You said there's one in Riverside. There no, might be one in Riverside. Might be one in Riverside. Well, because Steve's sister was talking about, but like, I mean, like, but it's like I could definitely do it during oh, the summer. Oh, it's too late. That's the late. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. Like I wouldn't get home till like ten or eleven. For me on weeknights, that's too late. Yeah. Like I'm in bed at ten. <laughs> it's eleven fifteen right now. <laughs> well, I take naps on know, recording days, and also we're coming off a three day weekend where I didn't do a whole lot. I'm pretty well rested this weekend. Yeah, good weekend. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. Uh, book corner, book corner. I'm still reading. I haven't made any. I mean, I haven't finished anything, but right. I'm making a lot of progress. I'm on Super Mario Brothers three. Oh, with that playing with power. Playing with power. Nice. And I really want an NES classic so I can play these games and like, dude, they're just not happening Nintendo, yet. Man. Reggie says they're going to get more out. They've been saying that. He just said. He promised. I believe I don't Reggie. I believe Reggie and I don't, I don't have faith. I have faith. The Switch, I think the Switch launch is going to be like NES classic all over again. That's possible. GameStop already sold out of their allotments, even and like that the, was even with their crazy know, bundle that. prices. I was trying to. I was People thinking. bought those like four or five. Some of the bundles were like six hundred dollars. Had a lot of games of them though. Yeah, but I don't know. That to me just seems like I don't know. I was I considering it. But I know it's you too were late now, so you missed your window. Did well, you can try me. and hit the Amazon lottery. Yeah. You just got to keep randomly checking because as soon as someone tweets about it, if there's a tweet about it, it's over. It's gone. So you just got to, I think you just got to sit there every once in a while, load up the Amazon page. You should probably put it on your phone. And then whenever you're just like bored, you just kind of look yeah, at it. Check it. Check it. Um, Cause you can put in a pre-order and then if you need to cancel it. Um, 
But yeah, so I'm reading that. And then the New Japan 2016 year interview, I'm like into the part where they go through, because first they have like these long form essays. Then they go into each individual wrestler profile. Then they go into every um, event, like chronological order in the year. So I'm at that point. And yeah. I, 2016 was a real crazy year for New Japan because at the beginning of the year, if you remember, they, um, AJ Styles and Nakamura, who are two of my favorite wrestlers, they jumped ship yeah. to WWE and that people thought New Japan was toast, but they, they did something that a lot of places can't do and they made new stars and they pushed people up and elevated them and now they're even, even better place. Huh. And so haters, doubters, should have known. So it's pretty cool reading about all that. And then you... I finished Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Which, again, I'm still shocked that you somehow made it in 2017 to not knowing that Snape killed Dumbledore. Oh, spoiler alert for the people who that don't know. That is a well-known, established There's a lot of people spoiler. who might not have read it. People know that. Even if you don't read it, people know that. Well, it was... Uh, it was... It was... I was... I knew leading up to it and reading it that Dumbledore was going to die. Like, even once they started talking about his hand withering at the yeah. beginning, like, I'm like, okay, he's not going to make it. I did not see Snape doing it. Even in, within the beginning and he's doing the unbreakable vow and stuff. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is my theory and we'll see. I don't, I think in the end somehow Snape is, there's good in him. I'm not going to say anything. I, I know you don't, you don't want you to say anything. But Dumbledore trusted him, and I don't think Dumbledore was wrong. I think it might be like a Darth Vader type of thing where, you know, like at the very end, like he's the one that steps in and stops Harry from being killed by Voldemort, something like that. I don't now know. that you know the Horcrux thing, what do you think's going on with that? Um, that's interesting because they got the fake Horcrux that's got like a note in it. But I feel like that's going to come back into play. Maybe the note itself is a Horcrux, and it was there to throw people off. Oh, but whose initials are those? I don't know. So that's kind of crazy. But I do, I think, well, I mean, Albus Dumbledore is already in the, like, frame, so he's definitely dead. But I guess that's kind of like the whole, again, it's very, like, Star Warsy, and, you know, he yeah. has, like, you know, Obi-Wan talks to him, like, in through the forest as a ghost and stuff. So he'll still have Dumbledore to do that in that sense. Maybe. I don't know. He talks in the picture frame. Um, but I don't know. I definitely, I know that Harry Potter's going to win in the end, but I don't know if he's going to survive it. Or I don't know if he's actually going to kill Voldemort. Maybe there's some way to defeat him without killing him and the, the prophecy was wrong. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. There's a lot of stuff swirling around in there. That's right. But I definitely think you're on that, board. You're I into think it. That Snape is either good, and he was just doing that. He had to do that. He had arranged that with Dumbledore somehow, or he did do something evil. But there's still good in him, and he'll pull it out at the end. All right, we got one more book to one go. More book to see, so I just finished it before the show, so haven't had a ton of time to process all of it. But it was intense. Intense. I read yeah. the whole last. Like hundred pages, just. Oh like yeah, well, I knew you were gonna so. hit that stretch, and you're not gonna yeah. wanna. You're gonna wanna finish it. So, good stuff though, man. Because like that whole scene when like him and Voldemort are like in that cave and everything, and like the Horcrux, he has to drink the potion. Oh and my gosh! And then like the, really the, the dead body guys yeah. are all reaching out of the water and at him. They 
faithfully recreated the tension and all that in the movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that whole scene is just crazy. And I knew going into it, I'm like, Dumbledore's not going to survive this. Like, even like, you know, they made it back to Hogsmeade or whatever, but this is the end. Is that, it was that whole, it had the same feeling of when Obi-Wan looks at Darth Vader and he like has that smile. Like, I know I'm going to die right now. And he knows. It was definitely know. the Obi-Wan moment. And I'm not saying like it's a ripoff. It's, it's a common thing yeah. in the hero's journey and blah, blah, blah. But there were some definite moments where I was like, okay, I know, I know where this is going. And then you've got the whole freaking vanishing cabinet, room requirement, Malfoy. Yeah. Man. And this Mal, I mean, I know Malfoy is not a nice person, but how much of it can be blamed on his yeah. parents being, you know, him being threatened or for his parents to be killed? I don't know. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's bad, but is it like Lando Calrissian where he was just forced to do it? Has he been, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, but it's good stuff though. It's been, it was really, really good. This whole, this whole book was probably, it's probably my favorite one so far. Yeah. So. And you're also reading, oh, what's up? John Gibbang do to you too, Steve. Hey, Steve and Chad. We're there. wrapping things up here. Um, all right. Then you're also reading. Yeah. Machine Machine Death. Death. I think I just read like one more this week. Mostly I was They're finishing great, Harry Potter, Stories. but it's really good. I love it. Um, just it's it's cool seeing different people's perspective. I love the idea of having one prompt and then seeing all these different people do their interpretation of it. So it's good stuff. All right. Well, I am um, moving out of DVD on demand. We didn't have no new movies. No new movies. Um, I need to watch La La Land. I really do want to watch it. Yeah, I want to see Hidden Figures too. Yeah, I've heard lots. Looks of, really there's good. a lot of good movies. Yeah, I haven't really. I just. It's hard to get the motivation to well, like. Honestly, we talked about it today. We're like, we should go out, and we're like, no, we could just stay home. We could go just in the stay backyard. <laughs> not to mention, you have the magic box with everything you want to watch. It's true. It's true. Um, well, we got so I'm WWE Network. I've been watching. Uh, they're um, we're leading up to the Royal Rumble, and so there's all the build up to that. And NXT, they're doing a big takeover event, and it's in San Antonio, and so they're building up to that. And uh, and then they have a new show. It's Cruiserweights, which is 205 pounds and less. And it's called 205 Live. And a lot of those guys are indie guys that I've been watching over the years. And now they have this huge opportunity. So that's been exciting to watch. That's cool. And then they have this new United Kingdom tournament that they just did live in Blackpool, England, Saturday and Sunday. And I watched it. And it was freaking awesome, and these guys are awesome. There are only two of the guys that I'd actually seen wrestle huh. before, and I'd seen them in Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and everybody else was, like, brand new to me. I'd kind of heard about some of these guys, because the U.K. wrestling scene is, like, blowing up right now. They have, like, these indie feds that are just getting huge, and the fans are just rabid, and it's just really blowing up. So WWE is like, we need to get a piece of that, and this is their way of doing it. And they're not, like... They're letting these guys, they're not signing exclusive deals with these guys yet. They probably will with some of them, definitely. Like, if they don't sign some of these guys, they'd be stupid. But they're letting these guys still wrestle with these indie groups and then also wrestle this. So it's, I think what they're doing, it's kind of this new, as TV is slowly dying out in the United States, they're trying to find new revenue streams. And one of the ways that they're going to do that is by expanding to more, putting on more events globally and having more 
it's almost like a new territory system. Because, like, back in the day, you'd have, like, your southern territory and your Midwest. Now it's going to be, you have the United States, like, WWE. Then you're going to have, like, this UK one. And they're probably going to expand to, like, Japan, Australia. And they'll have, like, so it's, like, a new territory system just in different countries. And then you can even rotate guys around. Like, if a guy's getting stale, you can send him over to, like, this guy. And, like, I think that's going to be a way that they, because, again, they they are trying to move. This is why the WWE Network exists. Is they're trying because right now a huge chunk of their income is from TV, and as ratings are dropping, not just for them but for all TV, right. except for like foot live sports. sports right. And that's where WWE is like this weird in between thing. So they're still getting some. They're definitely doing better than a lot of other stuff because they still have that. Like a lot of people right. watch live, but they're still definitely. So this is why they're trying to find – it's a very interesting time. Huh. And and that's also why New Japan has decided that this is a good time because you don't have to rely on TV as much. They're expanding over here. Right. And, like, and that's also where WWE has to respond to that. And it's an interesting time. So I'm watching that. And then this week I watched – I just watched today. I watched the new Goldbergs Snow Day episode. Oh, I haven't watched that one. Oh, it was great. Yeah, Snow Day. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. Um, really funny. Uh, and then Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. came back. Oh, I haven't watched that one yet either. And I watched Saturday Night Live. Who's the host? Felicity um, Jones from oh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Um, I think it took her a little while to like get in the groove because – her opening was really awkward. Like really? you could tell she was straight up reading off cue cards and it was like I was like, oh no. Like, oh no. Ugh. It was like January Jones bad, like at first. But you, and you then pulled it out she, and then like I don't know, there was it, this was definitely not like one of their like it was definitely like the the opening the opening opening with Alec with Alec Baldwin doing some P the, the some of the P gate stuff yeah like was really funny and uh, and then but then it, it took a little while and then like there's some funny stuff you definitely want to watch it because there's another bearded man like the bachelor oh, yeah. stuff you know where they keep like oh can I, mind if I do yeah, you know that yeah, whole thing yeah. so it that oh, so I'm sure Janelle's gonna want to see that definitely. oh yeah and her accent kept creeping in when she was trying to do oh, American stuff okay. and that but like and then. Some of the sketches were just, I don't know, there was some stuff where it was a little, little, some of the sketches were even more out there than, like, normal. Sometimes those are my favorite. Some of them, but there are some really good I mean, ones, like and then there's some, the some where stuff. I'm just like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> and well, so I'll check it out. It's definitely worth watching. The mid-season lull. Next week. So the inauguration happens this week. Yeah. And then, and then next week is Aziz. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's going to, I can't, I'm so glad that he's, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that he never hosted before. That's like a perfect fit. And I can't wait to see that. I'm super excited. He's amazing. So that's what I watched on um, Hulu's Sweet. On Demand. What about you? Well, I, I didn't catch up on this week's Goldbergs, but I caught up Dead on the Post older Society. ones. I watched the Dead Post Society one, that's which is great. Um, watch Bob Burgers up until I don't know if there's a new one this nope. week. I think they I'm were off this week. That. So you saw the <laughs> robot one. Saw the robot one, which is great. Bob and the banjo. Oh my gosh, it's a banjo. Moment. Okay, my favorite thing is when he when he like dreams Did and he's like, like, he, awesome he's, like an, he just immediately is yeah. like, and everyone's like 
Look, everybody, Bob's playing the And I'm like, that's the song. <laughs> She's like, when are you going to play the song? That's, that's the song. That's the song. <laughs> Is it a banjo moment? Yeah, that was great. Uh, Son of Zorn. Again, I don't know if there's a newer one. No, but... there isn't. Okay, so I'm so up to that one now. Lady, yeah, when you date radio, radio, and he's like getting radiation poisoning. He's all shrunken <laughs> and shriveled, and, and they keep making. Like, oh, I don't think she. That's not a healthy relationship, and like literally, he's dying of radiation then, poisoning. Tim Meadows saves the day. Oh my gosh, Tim Meadows is just on fire. I feel like he's just getting better and better. He's so funny. Um, and then uh, fresh off the boat, I just have to do another shout out for that show because I love it and um, really great. Like they did this, they're doing a the, uh, couple part series where we find out that the mom is not an actually not a citizen that she's been on a, like a long term visa and she has oh, to like apply for citizenship. And so they go to these interviews and they're like digging up all this dirt about her past and it's great. Like just a lot of funny like not like clip show but like fake you know that you see like them mm-hmm. back in the seventies or eighties or whatever. And uh, it's really good. So, love it. Fresh out the boat. Cool. All right, Netflix. I watched... I'm trying to savor it, so I'm only watching, like, one episode every couple days. <laughs> um, so, I'm still watch, I'm watching Terrace House. It's so good. I love it. Um, I think Janelle might watch it. It's so good. I think she will love it. Because, <laughs> you know, she's all about relationships. This is basically, like, the main focus is the relationships, the budding love triangles and other things between the housemates and, but it's done in such a tasteful, again, like the only way I can describe it is like adorable <laughs> and like, it's so good. Um, and then Marin season four is on Netflix now, which is the final season. Yeah. And it starts off like, so like, like it's a year after, the like when Marin like goes off the wagon, so it's a year after the end of season three. It's where a year later, like I don't want to spoil anything, but I will just say, and like this was in the advertisements, so it's not really a spoiler. Okay. Marin is living in a storage locker. What? Yeah. Does That's how it any, starts. Like, reality? No. Real life? No, no, no. Totally off book. This is like. Point. If he, this is like, like, it's just like Marin in the show goes off the wagon. Okay. And then he like, he's, he's not doing the podcast. He lost his house, got foreclosed on. Oh, and he is living in a storage locker. Wow. It's, it's, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really depressing. Like, it's so depressing. But then like, you know, like he, he ends up in rehab and that's where I'm at right now. I'm on like the fourth or fifth episode. Okay. And Dave Anthony, is so good and Andy Kindler and just like the regulars right. and oh my gosh. Cause he's like, he's like still like, he's not like when he, before they like, take him to rehab, he's like totally off the wagon. He's living in, And so, oh, and then, um, I forgot her name, but the, you know, the, 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 the pan, the, the British version of Pam that plays his agent on the yeah, show. Yeah. So she's like, so he tries like, she apparently like she fired him, but he still goes to her office trying to find work. And huh. oh my gosh, she's so funny, and she's great. I need a, and, I need a something finished season three. Oh man, so, yeah. Well, like, but this one, oh, it's just, oh, uh, I like. It was very. I was getting emotional just watching it because it's so like sad. He's so sad. Still funny though. It's really funny, <laughs> but like in a weird, awkward Marin way, which is the best. Yeah, that's his way. Cause oh my, but oh my gosh, cause yeah, like he's living in a storage yeah. unit. 
And Dave Anthony has some great lines when he like goes to visit the storage unit. It's so amazing. Ah. Uh, um. Well, we watched. It just came out on the 13th. It's brand yeah, new. Yeah, it came out on Friday. Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. We watched the first one on Friday, and we finished it um, earlier so today. Like There's eight episodes, but they're like 45 minutes. So we watched a lot. But the kids, like, loved it. And it is brilliant. And I, I want to go back and look at the movie because I don't know if, like, I just didn't care about it at the time. But the writing in this is spectacular. And it's Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris is amazing. Like, he just... But it's just everyone in the show. It's so rapid fire. There's so many, like, hidden levels of jokes and fourth wall breaking. Oh, Patrick Warburton is Lemony Snicket. Mm. And he's incredible. It's very different, like, portrayal for him. Like, and it's just, I mean, it's it's very tongue-in-cheek. There's a lot of, like, literary references, like, for miles. And it's just... It's so brilliant. Like, everyone should watch That's it. That's what everybody's saying. Kids will love it, too, if they can handle a little bit darker humor, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is fine. I mean, our kids did fine with it. Um, but, oh, my gosh, like, everyone should watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. Highly recommended. And then we actually watched um, The Parent Trap tonight with the kids. Which one? The original one. Nice. It's, like, one of Janelle's favorite movies from Oh, dude, it's kid. such a good movie. I watched that, like, a million and times. Every time I see it as an adult, I forget how, like, Okay. Fun it is for adults, but too. The other thing, somebody brought this up because as an adult watching the parent trap, you're like, oh, the parents are monsters. Yeah, they Because that apart. is a horrific thing to do. Yeah. Why would you do that? Separate Why? Them and then not tell old. them that they're a twin yeah. and that they have a sister and then never let them see each other? Why would you do that? That's horrible. Yeah. They're monsters. They should... They should go to jail. It's a weird premise, but you just kind of have to let the Disney finger wave like, okay, it's fun. It's all fine but and like, good. They're monsters. They were never going to tell them. Yeah. They were never going to tell them. And they like just don't see their children anymore. Like, like yeah. one of their, one of their children. Like, how could you do that? How could you do that and be a normal person? Yeah. How could you just never see your kid also, again? Also, they're, like, extremely, like, so wealthy. Oh, yeah. Like, insanely wealthy. Like, if you look at the mansion that that guy lives in, yeah. like, his, like, ranch The house, California ranch. Where they, and they each have, like, multiple servants yeah. and stuff. And like, horses and, like... Yeah, and a ranch hand. and Like, what did they do? I don't know, but they're obviously very, very wealthy. So anyway, but it's fun. It's a really good movie and some really funny, clever writing and stuff. So it's a classic for Haley a reason. Mills. Haley Mills. Mills and Haley Mills. Let's stay together. Yeah. That song's yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Sherman Brothers. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah, that was one of their big, big hits. Yeah. So that was really good. And shot up in Big Bear. All the camp stuff is up yeah. in Big Bear. So pretty cool. At the camp my dad used to work at. Bluffley. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I I've, like, played that. at that campground. That's cool. My dad went, he worked there a long time when, like, before I was born, and then, like, occasionally would do, like, groups and stuff while I was a kid. So. And they go there, do they do that whistle song? Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to. Well, um, video games, I pretty much, I mean, I didn't get to talk about it, but I, I got that Bubble Bobble. Yeah. I'm playing it. It's really hard since I don't have two player. I've been slowly creeping my way. <laughs> but I don't, Is that I don't like know. save states or whatever? Yeah, so but it's okay. still really hard. Yeah. Even if you make a save state, if you can't beat the level, you can't beat the level. It doesn't help. Um, and then 
And then I got Double Dragon on Nintendo because I knew I was gonna, I would want it because it's not on the NES Classic for some right. reason. Double Dragon and, Two is, right? yeah. yeah. Which Double Dragon Two for the NES is not very good. Um, and Double Dragon for the Nintendo, I played. I know it's not like a very celebrated port because if you compare it to the arcade game, it's bad. Right. But as a Nintendo game, I think it's a very good Nintendo game, and the music is, I. I love. I think it, maybe it's because I played it so much, but that music is very iconic huh. for me, and and I love it. And like playing the playing it again, the music is immediate. I was like, ooh, if you want a quick, just real good that nostalgia shot, <laughs> just get that because I got it on Virtual Console on Wii U, and I was playing that Double Dragon, and it's another one where there's no freaking continues. So like you have your lives, and that's it. And I'm like, oh yeah. I never, re- I never even came close to beating this yeah, game. It's hard because it's really hard, but it's still really fun. And also the Nintendo version, they had this really goofy leveling system, so you can't do jump kicks right away, and you have to like earn hearts huh. and and get points until you get like new moves. Like you get to a certain level, then you can jump kick people. Then you get to a certain level, and you can throw people, and so you have to earn. And without the jump kick, it's even way harder. <laughs> and like, like trying to beat an abobo without a jump kick is like really difficult. The only way you can beat that abobo in level one is by knocking him down the pit. That's like the trick. Abobo is the ball guy. Though. Yeah, yeah. And but it also has like that. It's like one of the first head to head. It has that head to head fighting level, yeah. and that's like one of the first things that had that. It's like a proto Street Fighter. Yeah. And even having doing that against the computer is pretty fun. Um, I don't know. It's it was a fun. It was it's like because like it was like five bucks. It was a good five bucks. Yeah, your, your gold coins too. Yeah. And then I'm playing a little bit of Overwatch, but mostly um, if you ever want to play Overwatch, I'm Brendo Man on PS4. Nice. And uh, I'm a healer, so if you need heals, I will be that healer. I like playing Zenyatta. He's my guy. I'm really rocking it. And um, there's a new level they put out. It's fun. And um, Diablo 3, though, is really... Uh, I finally got the gibbering gemstone. The thing you were talking about. So I completed the Staff of Hurting. I can now... If anybody wants to go to Whimsyshire, I can take you. You've got it, huh? I got it. <laughs> it took me about... It took me a lot of hours of farming. <laughs> and I finally got it yesterday. I was like, oh, there it is. I got it. And... uh but now I'm working. I'm back on working on my um, the hardcore permadeath character because you get an achievement to get to level seventy. I'm at level twenty six, um, and you also get achievements as you go through the story in hardcore mode. And I haven't. I I'm just scared. Like I'm like, oh, what if I something I just randomly die real quick? I don't know. <laughs> but it's fun. It does add. I didn't think I was gonna like it. I'm like, that doesn't even sound fun, but it's fun. And I know you're all about that. I do like that. Speaking of, of playing tons of Diablo 3. Speaking of playing a lot of hours, I am almost done with Pokemon Shuffle and Pokemon Picross. Like, I've almost beat 100% of them. Pokemon Picross in particular, I will have... Are they still adding days. stuff on Pokemon Shuffle? They have some, but, like, I'm almost to the end of what they've added, like, entirely. I don't I got stuck. It got too hard. It has gotten very hard. But then they've added stuff where you can like raise max levels and stuff like that. So they've made it so you can move on. But I spent a lot of time in that. I'm also still haven't spent any money. 
Never spent a penny. Never will. You gotta. That's gotta be some kind of achievement. Oh, it's right? gotta be. I'm very proud of it. Pokemon Picross in particular, I will have gotten a hundred percent of everything, including beating all the puzzles in zero seconds across the entire thing, including oh all the alternate puzzles and everything. It's insane. So yeah, because it's so much fun. Um, I'm also almost done with Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy, which is the last main title in the series, at least mm-hmm. thus far. That's they kind of close it That's out. That's the 3DS one. That's the 3DS one. Um, I beat Box Boy all the way, 100% of that, which is a great, super fun 3DS game. Also beat Rivers of Alice on Wii U, which is a really fun like point and click kind of thing. Real beautiful hand drawn artwork and mm-hmm. like acoustic guitar type like soundtrack. Really pretty. Um, so I've been, and I've been playing the Minish Cap, uh, Zelda on the Wii U, which Man, is weird. I remember you were playing that on our Disney World trip in 2006. That's right. I've beaten that game probably. That was when you were trying to get everything. And I remember yeah. you were like playing forever just to get like one little collectible that you needed. I yeah. remember you got it while we were on that trip. And I have since beaten it again and 100%ed it again. And now I'm doing it again on the Wii U with the kids. So that's fun. And then um, finally, I've been playing Faerun 2. What's Faerun? Um, I've, I've talked about it before. I beat Faerun 1 a while ago, and they just came out with 2. It's sort of like it's got some Zelda elements, but you level up kind of like Zelda 2, but you don't push any buttons. It's all mm-hmm. like to fight a bad guy, you just walk into it, and depending on if he's more he's more powerful than you, he'll hurt you, and if you're more powerful, you'll hurt him, and if you're even, you can hit him mm-hmm. and not lose any. And Anyway, it's just a super cool, like, uh, I don't know. It's like a Zelda kind of thing, but it's really fun. Man, I was reading, and now you're playing with power, and it just reminded me, like, how freaking hard Zelda 2 is. Yep. Just reading the walkthroughs, I'm like, this sounds insane. Like, some of those dungeons are just freaking nuts. First, just finding some of those dungeons. Yep. How did we even know how to do any of that Nintendo stuff? power. Because, like, without Nintendo power, how would you find some of those? Yeah. There's... And then there's some clues, of the secrets, but... there's clues, but then like to get some of the items, you have to like walk through walls and some of those dungeons. I'm like, there's no freaking way you would yeah. know it. It's like Maniac Mansion. I'm like, nobody would know to do some of that stuff. I only just beat Zelda 2 for the first time last year. Like, and I've been playing it since it came out. That's <laughs> how long it took me to finally beat it. You know how I beat it? Game Genie, Perma Fairy. Well, yeah. Boom. I mean, there you go. I'm saying without any yeah. like, I did use yeah, the save Well, yeah, save so still cheap. Well, some of those freaking jumping on, like, some of that, yeah. that one, like, to get to the last it's thing. so hard. So that's how I did it, finally. But uh, it's good. Oh, and also I've been playing a lot of Street Pass games. Got yeah. more tags. Catch all the fish? Have, no, I still haven't caught all the fish. It's going to take me forever. Because those, like, rare fish you have to well, get by like, tagging those freaking new ones, those new games. Well, yeah, those are great. I've been playing a lot of those, so... You still obsessed with that stuff? Have you just like gone to the point one, of that stuff? I'm at like 25 billion now, <laughs> so it's great. It's super great. Does it make you want to actually? Because you think does he think that trend? Oh no, absolutely a, not. I, I don't think it translates. Financial at all. mogul. Nope. I think it has zero uh, real. <laughs> what if the, if the stock market was really like that? You'd be. I would be a billionaire right now, but I'm pretty sure it has no like. You'd be Donald Trump. Yeah, be a monster. Yeah. Maybe it's for the best. Maybe not. All right. Well, it's time, Phil. It is time. It's time. It's Marmaduke time. We already teased that this one, because last week's was terrible. Last week's was pretty bad. It might be, last week was like all time worst. Yeah, it was just 
he's sad the kids. He's sad the kids are gone. That's it. Happy when they come home. All right, this one just looks weird right off the bat. The last one, like Snoopy and Calvin and Hobbes, have done way better. The same exact thing. Right, but like actually had some heart behind it. Yeah. All right, or a punchline. Here's some weird. Both. So the first one, Marmaduke is like daydreaming with the little heart bubbles up here. Oh, he's got a love. He's in love with this dog. I can't describe dog types very well, but it's, it's like a, a poodle, dog. fluffy, You're like a, a Sharpe. Like Lady and the Tramp, Lady. Yeah. Kind of looks like Lady, maybe. Well, lady was like a Collie. That's like a Sharpe. No, Lady's not a Collie. Lady's like That's a, a Collie. Dash down. That's a Collie. No, Lady's like a... That looks like Lady. Oh, no, that looks more like Lady. No. Huh? Yeah. All right, well, anyway, it's a girl not a, dog. Not a collie. A, a, I don't know. We don't know dog breeds. Dog. So, anyway, he's in love with his dog. He's dreaming about her in his in his bubble. Then, in the next one, he's dreaming about a different girl dog. And then he's got another girl dog he's dreaming about. So, this is three different dogs and that he's, like, fantasizing like this about. big, just fur, hairy one. This one looks kind of like a lady in the tramp one. I don't this know. This is so weird. And then he's in love with this other one. That's like a... Like a sheepdog. And then you got a collie one. A collie, like so Lassie. One, two, three, four, five. And now six is a poodle, definitely. <laughs> definitely and he's fantasizing. He's in love with all of them. Like, he's totally, like, crazy. And then all of a sudden... So he's just fantasizing over all these girl, girl dogs. And now what? His head turns. He hears something. He runs off really fast. And now he's snuggling in love with this old wrinkled dog with a bow. <laughs> and it's like an old... Like, like an old lady. Like an old... Uh, what are those dogs? Uh, like a, a, a hound, like a, hound like a Sherlock dog. Holmes dog. Yeah, those hush puppies. That like dog, big long droopy face. Yeah, droopy dog, and it's old. What the heck is this? What is happening here? Oh, okay, okay. I don't understand. Maybe he likes the old because he's the grandpa, and that's and then he maybe oh, he thinks that's, that's like, like the, grandma. the grandma dog. That's gotta be it. He found the grandma dog, but he's basically this is this is like six, dog. He's just fantasizing about girl dogs. Marmaduke is lusting about girl dogs. Yeah, like that's and it. then he finds this old grandma dog. But what does he hear here? Like all of a sudden he starts wagging and perks up and runs towards it. And why does she have a bow on? Cause to show it's a girl, I guess. Cause all these other ones have And then bows. he's all snuggling up to her. And there's love hearts. This is the weirdest. This is messed up, right? This is super weird. And then that's the end of it. There's it. no dialogue. There's no, yeah, that's the end. There's no, and there's first, probably, there's definitely no joke. We never see this dog again. No, probably. no, I doubt it. I think he found his, I think that's his wife. I mean, that's the only explanation in the universe. He's that the makes grandpa. Sense. That's the grandma. Yeah. Because why is he all, in real life, he can only have that old lady dog. But why is he fantasizing about his other ones? That doesn't make sense. Because he wants a younger model. But then he's all excited and wagging his tail when he, what, does he hear her coming? Does he I smell it? I don't Maybe they're both, maybe that's the grandma spirit and they can sense each other. I guess. She's back from wherever long journey she's from. Or maybe she appeared out of thin air, which is really what appears to have happened. This, we don't even know where he is. This is because he yeah. starts off in his doghouse, and then it's just that, nothing. No background for the. I rest think he of went the into the mate. I think he went into the dog matrix because he's he's running against the white background here. There is no. This is no. A weird he, okay, one. here's what it is. Here's okay. what it is. Okay, he's thinking about all these dogs, and then he goes into the dog matrix because that's his wife. She's dead, 
and he conjured because yeah, it looks like a hundred year old dog. Yeah, this thing he conjured about. the spirit of his old wife dog. So he's thinking about what body she's going to possess. No, he's thinking, and it made him all like he's like, oh yeah. I can go see my old lady dog in the ah, dog matrix. Gotcha. It's making him all wistful. So then he's like, oh, I want to see my wife. And then he does. This is a like super weird it's one. So I, weird. I do not like if you were like a kid and you're reading like Saturday or Saturday morning or Sunday morning cartoons, comics. I'd have lots of questions. Mom, what does this, what does this mean? I feel like this one is like that Seinfeld one where Elaine reads the Ziggy that doesn't make sense and goes to confront the artist to find out what it means. Because unless you're tracking this universe and you understand that he went into the matrix to meet his like dead wife's dog body here, this does not make any sense. No. There's no joke. It's nuts. That is crazy. We need to find Paul Anderson. And this first thing I'm going to be is like, what, what is this? Tell me what this is. We're still on the lookout for Paul Anderson. We know Braid Anderson's dead. Yeah. Have you found out anything about the Marmaduke break? No. I you need contact them. I to do that. I need to do that. All right. Well, that was Marmaduke. That's Marmaduke. Week. Marmaduke is weird this week. That's good. What are we calling this episode? We are calling this episode... Old Lady Dog? Old Lady Dog. You mean nothing but an old lady dog? <laughs> there, there you go. Old Lady Dog. Man, either that or Marmaduke has a thing for old lady Marmaduke. dogs. <laughs> Marmaduke. Because he's an old man, he wants old lady dogs. So in his mind, he's thinking about new, like, young that's dogs. That's they really look like. <laughs> no, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Marmaduke fantasy... But he does go in the dog matrix, which wow. we know is a thing that he can do. And then he like perks up like he heard or smelled something. I think he realized he's like, it's oh, I have this old lady dog in real life, but not in real life in the dog matrix. It's just such a weird, such a weird one. Cause it's, it's Anderson reminding us that there's other things going yeah. on. It's like, oh. Yeah, you know that last one where there was no punchline? It was just he misses the kids? Well, here you go, there true you go. believers. Yeah. This is to remind Back you in the universe. what's really going right. on. You should call the night. Let's just call this one Grab Bag. There you go. Yeah. Mystery Grab Bag. Mystery Grab Bag. There you go. Well, are you pleased with your Mystery Grab I Bag? I am, actually. I'm kind of surprised. I expected it to be more garbage. You know, probably has. She doesn't have those CDs. I know for sure. That she doesn't have this one. They both are. And I know good. she has like a single from this, but I don't think she has the whole album. Well, I own that. So maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. Oh, well, there you go. Now you have it. Now you have oh, both. And there's probably a couple others I'll keep in there. We'll see. So if those are $2 and then you gave, I gave you a dollar, yeah. you still need three more dollars. I think I can get three dollars out of that. Three dollars out of we'll that. See. You're going to find some buyers. For I'm going to list some eBay stuff this week. We'll see what kind of. Let's call it grab bag and see what happens. Mystery grab bag. I'll report back. Well, I guess I won't you know should, until. You should wrap them back up and say mystery, mystery grab. grab Nobody would bid on a mystery. All sales final. We'll see. I think I can do it. I think there's enough in there. I can get a buck out of that embodiment CD. Did you see somebody on Craigslist was trying to sell empty bags and then they were going to give you. Marijuana. 
And they were selling an empty bag for like a hundred dollars. What? Oh, and dude, that's I... how they were trying to get a. Because technically, it's it's legal. Like I guess where he was, it was legal now. So he's like, "Well, I can do this. I'm <laughs> selling plastic bags on Craigslist for two hundred dollars." Well, the funny part is, plastic bags are illegal in a lot of places. Yeah. So maybe maybe. But he I'm get, like, what if like, he got? What and if the that cops was his... were trying to figure out if they could charge him with something, and technically they. <laughs> what if that was his whole scam, though, and he got in charge for trafficking plastic bags yeah. over state lines? Well, as long as you're charging ten cents, and then you have to do, you have to give that ten cents. To, I don't know how that works. Well, yeah, but he's not giving his like funds. It's true because that's supposed to go to like environmental concerns or something. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. know. I think the stores are just keeping it. I'm pretty sure. And also, like, why does Disneyland not have to do it? Because they're thicker. They have to be like a certain like. But why does thicker make it better? Because they're reusable, A, and B, because they can be recycled, and C, because they're not But I those as, other ones can be recycled. They can, but they're not as easily confused with, like, you know, like, they always show, like, how the plastic bags look like a, um, like a jellyfish and the sea turtles eat it or something. Like, the thicker ones don't do that. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. I don't know. You're just making things I'm up. just making it up. Because the sea turtles, man. Sea turtles. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. All right, well, because I always forget, and then I get to the store, yeah. and I'm like, oh, and then I, and then it makes me get less stuff, because then I'm like, I only want to pay for one bag, <laughs> so I'm trying to fit everything. Just pile in the back of your car. I know. And then I got to like, I don't know, it's just like, I need to remember to, I need to just leave the bags, but then I, I take them in, and I forget to take them back out. Yeah. So like, I just have them, because I have like two bags. We just I got another in the back one. Of our car. Yeah, but then what do you do when you take the groceries in? Bring them back out to your I car. I forget to bring them back out. <laughs> I got you. I'm going to have to come up with a new system or something because, I mean, I don't know. Something. I don't go to the store that much. When you do, just bring your bags. Forget. BYOB. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. So, um, sure go to radiobrendo.com. Check out benvnetwork.com. Um, check out all our Amazon links and dream hosts and all the discounts, radiobrendo.com, Mountain Room Escapes, check out uh, Radio Brendo, that's us, check out <laughs> Popsicles, MBWS, check out Mandarian Orange Show, Alex P. Keaton is my friend. Woo-hoo. You can get all those, benvnetwork.com, links at radiobrendo.com. Did I mention Radio Brendo? I think com. you might have. I think you have to say it enough times so people will remember. That's good. That's how they're, it's in their brains now. And uh, we'll see you next week. We talk about more stuff. We will. Talk about more things that we saw or did or observed. And things that happened. You got any big plans this week? Um, I don't know. I'm going to read more Harry Potter probably. Make yeah. I'll list some stuff on eBay. Talk about how that's going next week. Yeah, I want to hear... I want to hear about that? Probably won't have sold yet because it won't be a week. I love I love these weeks because it's going to be a short work week. Yeah, four days. Start off on Tuesday. Good. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of stuff I got to get done. <laughs> um, I finally got like a pile of work at the elementary school, and I'm like already behind. Get to Although, it. Like I don't know. I'm so bad. I'll just like be sitting there, and like I'll start working on something, and then I get sidetracked, and then before I know it, I'm like. Fell down some kind of rabbit hole online, and I'm like, oh, crap. Better get to it. I'm easily distractible. Man. I don't know. All right. Well, for Radio Brendo, man, 
I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody. And John Goobang do. is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Message from Ray Readers. Okay, try now. Is it working yeah, now? Okay, working. move over. <clears throat> People of Earth, I am Abysme. And I'm Paprika. We have crash-landed on a moon in your solar you system. Us. I wasn't Shut driving. up, I'm on the phone. And we'll maintain this frequency while repairs are made. Which could take a while, so we decided to read some science fiction while we wait. If you crave imaginative stories, intelligent discussion, and comedic banter, be sure to tune in each week. Here on Benview or on YouTube at Raygun Readers. Until we speak again, farewell and safe travels. Why are you doing that stupid voice? It's not stupid, you're stupid and insubordinate. You don't rank me!